the work of the ministry. That's today here on Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Chances are you have a work manual at your place of work. It's a book that pretty much tells you what your job entails and what you are supposed to be and do. Well, as believers in Christ, we have the same thing. It's called the Bible. Hi there. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in Ephesians chapter 4 specifically today, looking at verses 11 and 12, and the work of the ministry. What is the ministry? And what is the work inside of that ministry? What are we called to? These are questions we're answering today. Join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's program. Look at this. Now Saul was consenting to Stephen's death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. So all these believers were scattered. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore... Or because of this, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Those who were scattered, those individuals, they were taught, they were equipped, they realized that not only did the apostles have responsibility, but they had a responsibility to share their faith. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of them feeling like maybe we should be quiet. We are getting persecuted for this. In the midst of it, they said, no, this is work. This is what we come to do. They came to do the work of an evangelist. So they all went out as they were scattered, and what did they do? They preached the word of God. They were not silent. It would have been easy for them to shut down. They they probably could have justified themselves by saying, well, we don't want to get anybody killed. We want to stay on the earth so we can continue to preach even more and blah, 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 and made up something in their mind. But they did not do this. They said it is our responsibility to preach the word. And in this church, we have to do the work of an evangelist. People are dying and going to hell all around us, and, and we're afraid to open our mouths and share the word of God with them. And we have a mindset, well, someone else will do it. You may be the one that God wants to use in that moment just to sow a seed. And sometimes that's all you're doing is sowing a seed. Sometimes, well, see, and I say this often in this church, we want to see results now. And this is a problem. One waters, one plants, God gives the increase, okay? So you may not see them break down and start crying and say, what must I do to be saved right on the spot? You may get into a confrontation with them over it. But you're, you're sowing seed that someone else can potentially water. And that God could potentially give, them, give the increase. And doing the work of an evangelist is our response. I, I, listen, how can we say that we are believers when we're not willing to share the good news with anyone? These individuals, 
They did the work of an evangelist. They were scattered, but they went out and they took the word of God. And God prevailed in many lives through their faithfulness. The church that was at Antioch, Acts chapter 13, was not started by Apostle Paul. It was not started by one of these apostles. It was started by normal believers. Now, Apostle Paul and, and Barnabas and these others became leaders in this church, but these believers got together and formed something. Brought, God brought in leadership, and they were established. This is the mindset that we have to have, that we are called to do the work of an evangelist. It is my responsibility to go out and share my faith. It is my responsibility. And we have this thing where, where it's just ingrown. And not in to share my faith. And to believe God to convict men of sin. Yeah, I, I want people to get convicted. And to get converted. And to change. And to say, you know what? I'm going in a different direction in my life. That's why even when we have altar calls in this church. We don't, I don't tell you to everybody close their eyes. And, and somebody put up their little pinky finger. If they're trying to get saved this morning. No, no, no. No, no, no. You need to come down here and give your life to Jesus right now. Because if you don't. Well, we don't want anybody to know that someone's getting saved in the church. So if you want to get saved, just, just, just wink at me. <laughs> I'm so happy Jesus didn't do that and the apostles didn't do that. John the Baptist went preaching repentance. Repent. The axe is laid at the root right now. Give your life to Jesus. See, many of us, we couldn't follow Jesus. He was, he was offending everybody. He was casting the devil out, tearing up the synagogue. He was going around. Stuff was happening, and people were following him, but they were getting their lives right with God. Amen? They were convicted. They came under conviction, and they, they were changed. They were converted because people were willing to stand up because he stood up and he preached the gospel. He said, repent for the kingdom of God. is We've taken repentance out of the whole message. Yeah, Jesus loves you just the way you are, but you're not going to stay just the way you are. You're going to be changed. So you can come in just the way you are, but don't plan on staying that way for very long. At the well. Amen? Because we're believing God to win souls, to do it, the whole church is doing the work of an evangelist. And it is work. It is not your soul isn't going to like it all the time, your flesh isn't. But there are going to be times when God is saying, now you're going to have to work at this. You know, sometimes you've got to practice. Practice on your child or something. You know, just pull them in a the corner and say, let me share a couple of scriptures with you. <laughs> sometimes you practice in the mirror. You know what I mean? Just look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, now, Jesus said, and just go through the process so you learn how to, to share your faith. Because the devil will try to make you tongue-tied and not say anything about it. And just, uh, 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 Jesus is alive. And God wants us to have a mindset where we're skillful and we're preaching the word. We're sharing what we know skillfully so that people can receive salvation. We don't want to be ingrown. We want to teach people to get out and to experience the joy of leading others to Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. The last area here is found in Matthew chapter 26. 
And we have to work at this. Matthew chapter 26. Verse 36 to 46. This, this, this here, I believe my prayer is this speaks to every person in this room. This really touched me. We have to work at praise and worship. We have to work at evangelism. And we have to work at prayer. Prayer takes work. Your flesh is not going to want to pray and the devil is going to try to stop you from praying. It takes work to develop a consistent prayer life where every day you are making your petition before God, you are praying to God, you are worshiping God, you are getting before God and communing with God. You enter into fellowship with God. It takes work. And one of the things that we are endeavoring to do in this church is have a church that is sound when it comes to prayer. This church was birthed through prayer. You know, and we want prayer warriors. We want people who are serious about prayer. That prayer is their lifestyle. It isn't something they do just when they need help from God. It is their lifestyle. They're always in a mode of prayer before God. And it is work because you're going to have babies crying. You're going to have pampers flying. You're going to have, you're going to have stuff going on. It's the people calling. Somebody's doing this. This, that. People crying. Someone over here. And all kinds of stuff is going to try to stop you from praying. You know? It, 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 you have, and one of the things that, and my wife will tell you in my house, one of the things that I have done, I've tried to do, and I'm just sharing this so that people understand that everyone has the potential to be distracted. I have four kids, three boys. They are 100% boy. That means they run, they jump, they scream, they holler, they wrestle, they, they, they do, they play games, they do things. And one of the things that I have learned to do is create boundaries around my prayer time with God. So I love my kids, but they know that at a certain time during the day that it is my time with God. Okay? My wife knows. My wife enforces it the same way that I enforce it. And so if I am in my prayer room praying to God, I don't want to hear screaming coming through my room and balls flying everywhere. How many know what I'm talking about? Can I just have five minutes? And so what I've learned to do is instill in them at a very young age that at a certain time or when you see daddy go into his prayer room, you can pray, play on this side of the house, but don't come over here screaming. And so every now and then they forget. <laughs> so I have to say, Lord, just give me two seconds, okay? And I'll go out there and I will clearly... How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, you've been there before. You know what I mean? I will clearly make... Listen. Now. And I'll let your imagination go from there. But we don't learn to put boundaries around our prayer time and we're in there praying seeking God and it's funny because sometimes I'll call people and uh and 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 I'll call them and they'll pick up the phone and I'll say man what you doing well I'm just praying right now 
No, brother, you sitting here talking to me. You were praying. Man, if, if you're praying and seeking God, why would you answer the phone? Can, can I just teach on this? Because we want to we work at it. It takes work. It takes creating uh, uh, boundaries. It takes us saying, you know what? This time with God is special to me. And so this phone call, whoever it is, can wait until later. You're right in the midst of God giving you a revelation that is going to re- revolutionize your life and take you to a whole other place in Him. And He's going to just, just burst such vision and un- insight and understanding. And bring! Hey, how you doing? What you doing right now? Oh, I'm just praying. I'm just getting ready to receive revelation from God. And he's getting ready to translate me up to the third heaven. And I'm going to get unspeakable words that you've never dreamed about before. And God's getting ready to do this. But I thought I needed to answer this phone right now. How you doing? We learn to work at prayer. Now watch what Jesus says here. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, What? Exclamation point. Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Your flesh does not want you to pray. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me uh, unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And so we see here that Jesus did not take it lightly that they were sleeping. Some of us have the mentality that, God, I can pray in my dreams. <laughs> he said visions and dreams and revelations. He, he given when I was sleeping. And so I need to sleep a lot so I can get more. No, 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 no. Listen to me. God, does, he wants, he, he, what is going to keep you going is Prayer. People think, if I can get more rest, then maybe I can keep working. No, we have to work at prayer. And prayer is the thing that is going to propel us. It's going to cause God to release his purposes over our life. Now, we all need rest, and we need to be sensitive and focused and different things like that. We need to be led. But, but we cannot be lazy. Blame a lack of prayer life on I work too much. No, the problem is I'm not working at prayer. That is the problem. The problem is I'm not working. I'm working on my job, but I'm not working at prayer. If I worked at prayer, then my job would become easier. Because I'm inspired by God. I'm invigorated by God. I'm revived by God because I've spent time in his presence and I've learned to pray to God. Okay? And so he looks at them. And then and I love this. I wrote this down. The devil is looking for people who are off guard because he says this to him. He says, listen, watch and pray. 
verse 40 and 41. He says here, watch, in verse 41, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Watch in prayer. The, the de- watch and pray. The devil is looking for people who are off guard and refuse to pray. When you have a consistent prayer life, it helps you to see things that you would not normally see. And that's, this is when people get hit by the devil. Because the devil catches them off guard. He said, listen, you need to, he said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Temptation will grip a person because they're not watchful. Generally, when we are prayed up, we are watchful, we can see the devil before he gets there. And what's coming our way isn't necessarily a temptation. We're able to block what he's trying to do because we have, we're on guard. In this situation, they were sleeping. He was being lazy. They were being lazy. And Jesus said, listen, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Temptation comes when we're off guard. Temptation will come and we get hit with the temptation, I should say, when we're not watchful. This is how the devil gets people all the time. Because if we were praying, maybe God would tell us beforehand what was going to happen. If I'm not praying, God can't get through to me. The devil hits me, and now I'm taken off guard. I get stumbled back, and the next thing, now I'm I'm trying to get my life right back with God. And so we have to learn to watch and pray lest we enter into temptation. And this is what he says. Our spirit is willing. It is our flesh that is weak. We have to work at this. Work to overcome our flesh. Work to overcome fatigue. Say, every time I get ready to go pray, pastor, it seems like I always fall asleep. Well, then prayer walk. (laughs) Prayer walk. Get up, throw some cold water on your face, and just go walking. And start praying, praying in the Spirit of God. Start talking to God. Go on prayer walk. You see? Get up. Turn the music up loud. Do something to stir yourself up. But what we do is we have a tendency, in this situation, Jesus did not coddle Peter. He said, what? Could you not pray with, with me one hour? One hour. One hour. There are 24 hours in a day. He said, could you just give me one? Just one hour to seek my face? One hour to propel you into your destiny? One hour? To get closer to me, one hour, but we'll spend we'll spend three hours watching TV. Oh man, I, I think I need to talk about this because we because we we're gonna have a church that is a praying church, amen. And we're gonna have a church that works at praying. And and there are times that I love to watch TV and I thank God, you know, programs different things like that. But but I don't want to ever be in a position where I can be accused of spending more time at watching television than I do even seeking God. You know, now there are times when, when stuff happens, but the bottom line is we should have a mindset that, you know what, I'm going to get my time in with God. And after I get my time in with God, I can watch TV, you know, however long I want to watch TV, but I'm going to get my time alone with God. Many people have the mindset that God understands how they feel. Oh, he's so merciful. He knows I ain't prayed in three weeks, but, but Lord, he is so good. He understands that I've been wasting my time doing nothing and 
going on vacation and, and going here and there and everywhere. And I, I just didn't have time for him now. But he loves me. He just understands. His grace is sufficient. I prayed this morning. I said, thank you, Jesus. And I got on about my day. He understands. And we have this mindset that he had, Jesus does not understand. He did not understand. He, he said, he said, Peter, he said, he told these individuals, he said, what? Could you not just pray with me one hour? You got all day. Daniel wasn't like that. Daniel prayed three times a day. David got up early in the morning and, and released his supplication. When David woke up in the morning, the first person on his mind was God. The first per- when you wake up in the morning, is the first person on your mind is God. Lord, I thank you for the sun that is shining in my bedroom right now. I thank you for the bed that I'm laying on. I thank you, God, that you blessed me. I thank you that I can just yawn this morning. I can take a deep breath. God, some people's hearts aren't pumping right now. They're, 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 they're sitting there connected to a machine to try to keep them. But God, I'm going to thank you this morning. I want to just praise you. Come on, Lord. I just want to spend some time with you. And we have this mentality that God understands that we're tired. He doesn't understand. We're t- he knows that if you get along with him, you'll be revived. One of the things I ask people, are, oh, I'm tired and, and I'm always, I got to sleep all day. I got to sleep. I got to sleep. I'm, one of the questions, are you spending time with God? Because when you spend time with God, he revives you. He awakens you. His presence compels us. We, 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 we sleep is not something we live for. We just do it because it's necessary, but we don't live for sleep. We say, God, wake me up. I want, what is on my agenda this morning? What you got for me to do? Where you want me to go? Who you want me to minister to? I want to praise you this morning. God, what is, a, come on, let's pray, God. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, it doesn't matter how I feel right now. It didn't matter. Jesus' mind in that moment, there was work that needed to be done. He needed to watch and he needed to pray because temptation was on the way. He fell not too long after this and denied the Lord. He denied him. Maybe if he had been watchful and been prayerful, just maybe. This morning, I want to stir you up These areas, we're going to grow strong in. And we're going to learn to work at. Praise and worship, evangelism, and prayer. We have to be, these have to be foundational in our personal lives and within the fabric of this church. When people come to this church, they should sense. Now, there's a lot of things they're going to sense. But they are going to sense that this church is a praying church. These people are praying people. And they are able, and they rebuke the devil because they see him coming before he gets there. Amen. And number two, these people are evangelistic. They're going to go out and win souls. They're not going to shut their mouths and be intimidated by the enemy, and they're not going to let their flesh stop them. Number three, they're going to be. They're going. This church is going to be a church that is strong in praise and worship. We are going to teach people how to praise God regardless of what is going on. We can cry in the parking lot. But right now, we're going to lift up our voices and praise God because he's worthy to be praised. Lord, I'm going to church this morning. I got stuff going on in my life. I don't understand it all. But when I hit those doors, I want to leave my problems at the door. 
And I'm going to come in and I'm going to take two hours in your presence. I just want to go after, go after you with all of my might. And then we can talk in the parking lot about this. Amen? And we can get it fixed. God, you can handle this. But we have to learn to work at praising and worshiping God. We have to speak to our soul. To why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Hope in God. For I will yet praise him. Yet I'm going to praise him. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.